0: Hello everyone and welcome to PlayStation Unchained. I'm your host, Chili, as we talk about news. Because We don't really talk about reviews anymore, to be honest. But to talk about news, we've got Gary. Hey, Gary.
1: Hi, uh, Gary has arrived.
0: Thank you for hosting last week.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me host. It was fun.
0: How are you doing today?
1: Oh, you know, just dandy, Explaining playing some games, doing the podcast. Yay. Oh, what games have you been playing? Um, I have recently been playing Dark Alliance, Dungeons & Dragons oh, Dark Alliance, which I've been having a blast with, actually. I'm really enjoying that. Um, and I've also just started Scarlet Nexus as well.
0: Oh, well, I was tempted to pick that up.
1: It's really good. <laughs> I'm surprised at how good it is. Like, I played a demo, and the demo really turned it around for me, because I wasn't excited for the game at all. But then I played the demo, and I was like, wow, this is really good, and now that I'm playing the full game, it's even better than that. That's good. Yeah, it's no, I, visually I, I... a stunning game, and the combat is... The combat is some of the funnest combat I've experienced in a long time, so...
0: Alright, so I enjoyed the demo, so I'm happy that the full game is good too.
1: Mm-hmm. It's cool. got like, first one I saw, I was like, oh man, this game has like 15 characters in the story, and I'm like, I don't want to Play as fifteen characters, switch them around and stuff, but you don't. You only play as one or two, one character. You only control one character, yeah. and then you give commands to the other teammates. Um,
0: Just like which is chaos, yeah. the video game.
1: Well, not that difficult, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, right. I can be Magneto. I have, I have you get telekinetic powers, and you like throw barricades and cars and shit at people. It's pretty fun. That's cool.
2: Yeah. Uh, how about you? And we've got Alfonso. Hey, Alfonso.
3: Hello. Hello.
2: How was your week?
3: My week was tiring. Obviously, you know, Amazon, their prime day, which wasn't for me and my facility because they call it prime week. And it's still going on. Yeah, for some reason, it's still going on. I got to work next weekend, so I won't be on next week's podcast because I got to work Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I got to train a whole bunch of new people that don't know how to do their job. So yeah, this 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 is my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I don't think I've yeah. ever bought anything on Prime Week ever.
1: <laughs> uh. <laughs> I've bought yeah. five five or six things on Prime, and I had to return all of them. Why? The wrong, well, a sometimes I got the wrong thing. Uh, b uh, it came damaged. Like, I bought some games, and the disc is all loose, and I'm like, I I don't do that shit. If the disc is loose, I send it back right away. In the box. Because I'm... Yeah. It's all scratched up. I don't want that. Um, and some damaged stuff. box is messed up. It's all bent and
3: broken, and yeah, I'm like, fuck it.
1: Send it back. So you missed
3: out on the deal?
1: Uh, no, I got fully reimbursed, and they sent me a new one.
3: Nice. Oh, okay.
1: You Thanks work Amazon. at Amazon. You know how it is. They, they. I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like they have so much money that they don't care.
2: Well,
0: not
1: not just that, but
0: <laughs> not just that, but sometimes, like I've re- I've returned stuff and I've not actually been forced to send it back because it costs them so much more money to have it re- be returned than it does just sending me the new one.
1: Yeah. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes some... they want me to send it back but they give me a full refund on it and they send me what i originally ordered yeah. for free pretty mm-hmm. much yeah. um very easy to exploit i'm sorry to say <laughs> <laughs> but i'm well, also yeah, happy i, that I remember one time where that. i felt
0: where i felt bad because i'd ordered some cal- this is for my aunt when she was still around I always to buy Elvis calendars for her for Christmas because that's what she always wanted. Um, Anyway, I ordered one from Amazon. Um, It said next day delivery. Waited like a week. Nothing arrived. So I contacted Amazon saying nothing had arrived and blah, blah, blah. Then I found out from my landlord that she picked it up by accident and had it in her flat. She hadn't opened (laughs) the parcel yet. So I ended up like having two of the same.
1: I was like, well, shit, I feel bad. Like, <laughs> uh. last one thing I ordered was uh, the Neo 2 Collector's Edition uh, back on the PS4 from Amazon. And it came, still sealed, completely brand new, shrink wrap and everything. It even had the tape over the, the box. Open it up, and there's a fucking book inside it. Inside <laughs> of the game. <laughs> So somebody that I can only imagine in the warehouse at Amazon opened it up and resealed it. I don't know if you guys can reseal shit or not. I don't know if you have those machines.
3: There, no, but... we can't do that.
1: No. So I don't know how this happened because it came straight from Amazon. It wasn't from a third party. Well, could, Unless could, somebody at... Had...
0: they could have just <laughs> taken a and
1: Decided him. to do it. Huh? Well,
0: he could, the guy could have gone to Amazon and brought one of those silly things with him, maybe. with him, maybe.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, you know when they put the tape over the box, too? Like, if it's yeah. over the yeah. box? Yeah. Yeah, and when you peel it off, sometimes it takes the, the paint from the box off, too. This didn't yep. happen. This was, like, completely oh, uh... sealed. He's professional. Tape. Like, brand new tape. <laughs> so, I was kind of...
0: Mean... Please just I know I'm about please, that. please tell me though please mm-hmm. can you tell me if the final twist is the fact that what was in the in there was the bible
1: because that would have been great no oh. no it well, it, I guess it was a bible <laughs> to, it was a bible to teens back in the day it was the first twilight book
0: uh,
1: <laughs> the vampire the, guess, the
0: vampire bible i
1: i i guess you can call that a bible for for teens at the time
0: i don't know i just feel like that would have been so like funny if I would have I would have been mad actually, you know, you know, Guy puts the Bible in, you know, d- should not steal, steals and puts Bible in anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Uh, I would have. Like, the found that mythos hilarious. in
1: this game is wrong. Believe in Jesus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. The, the twist of it would be funny to me. I mean, it wouldn't be funny at the time. I'd be pissed off, but i look back and find that funny.
1: Yeah, the thing is, I was going to keep it sealed. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to open it. But it just <laughs> felt weird. Like, because you can feel, like, if it's hard, and when I pressed on the box That's a what little she bit, said. it was soft. Oh, my God. Eh. <laughs> it, it just didn't feel right to me. Like, it wasn't the same weight that I would yeah. expect from, you know, a case. Yeah. So I decided to open it, and yep. There it was, a book. They had right. me send that one back. They wanted proof that it was that. But then I'm like, what's the point? You could just say that I took the game out, put a book in there, yeah. so I gave them the book. Yeah.
2: <laughs> they, they're just not trustworthy.
1: there, yeah. But like I said, I think they mm. just have so much money that it it them, like you said, Ben, more to Yeah. Deal with all this than just to refund you sixty bucks, which is less than pocket change to Amazon.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Cause by the time they have you ship it to them, have it go through manual checks and replace the one they already had somewhere in the the it's just, uh, it'd be way too much with the size and scale of Amazon. Mm. PlayStation Unchained, the Amazon podcast.
1: <laughs> hey, hey, we were talking about Neo too. True. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which I still haven't played. I've never played a Neo game. So good. So, well, I played the demo of Neo, but
3: so hard it so, yeah. was.
0: <laughs> it was hard. That, that's what she said. That's what she said, yeah. <laughs> anyway, talking about stuff that I feel like is... Uh, this... uh, I'm bringing this up first because I feel like this is going to be a big topic that is going to blow up over time. Um, I, I think I need to name the studio, and I think both Alfonso and Gary will know roughly what I'm talking about. Blue Box Studios. Ah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, no, I feel like at first Well for one thing we've they've never had a game actually released apart from, from what I could tell apart from um, like stock stock stuff. But um I think at first it was unlucky. It was way too time well, it was just perfectly timed hype and the uh, the it was I think the first it was probably really innocent to be honest with it being linked with um Silent Hill we're just going to bring that up here because everyone's linking it with them even though there's no connections at all really um, any connections are just in our minds right now which is fair enough you know but and then there was some and then wasn't it, I think it was Jason Shire that covered it and then someone else hyped up more and then we found out PlayStation is like partnering with him. And then they talked about an app coming out and the app was coming out on like the anniversary of what something to do with Silent Hill. And now it's coming to around the same time as the anniversary of PT. Um, By the way, the app has been delayed again to August, which I, I don't even think it's real, but whatever, we'll find out. Um, I, I'd, I'd hate to ba- bang on an indie studio, but this studio just seems scummy to me. Something about it seems not right. Um, um, and then the, the guy who met, who is making the game just posted that people found out he's got trophies for a game by, uh, one of the silent hill, um, uh, directors and also people like the video that he posted is CGI of him announcing the delay. Um, so yeah. Gary, what do you think? I I, I think this is all if this I'm I just find it. If.
1: <laughs> it's definitely a fun thing to go down the rabbit hole for. <laughs> um, first off, if his video is CG, that's the best CG I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> like they need to hire whoever made that CG right now and put them to work on and every goddamn movie imaginable. Um, yeah, it's. It's a rabbit hole of conspiracies and coincidences. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, it all started with the original teaser day release, which is just you walking through a forest. The guy has a gun and it's abandoned. And it's being made by Boo Box Studios and collaboration with PlayStation through their indie development program that they have. Um, It's exclusive to PS5. Um, and obviously it will get gorgeous, um, but people started to notice some things, like you said, Ben. The Blue Box Game Studios logo uses the exact same font as the PlayStation Studios logo. Um, and then it really started to get weird when Kojima started to post things on his Twitter and his Instagram... That had a lot of coincidences to what we were seeing with Blue Box. Um, He was posting album covers of a forest that looked very similar to the game's forest. Um, Then, obviously, he had some weird shit. I guess people noticed in the background of his message during the Summer Games Fest that people started to connect to Blue Box. And then the rabbit hole really started to go down when people started to... Psychoanalyzed, I guess you can say, the actual first trailer they released, and there were parts in the trailer where there's wording on like buildings, like graffiti stuff, and people were like, if you look at how the shadow is blocking this letter, it clearly spells this, and and that, and then it really got bad, and this is on on Blue box Studios' fault when they decided to post our game's name starts with an S and ends with an L. Like, obviously, that's what people are going to think of Silent Hill. Um, And then people started really going in-depth about the studio. They didn't make any games. Their website has no contact information. Um, All we know is one person, you know, Hassam, I believe his name is, working on the game even though he's claimed there's 50 people working on this game. I thought there was 100 Um, at one point. I think uh, he clarified later because he released a video denouncing yeah. that he's working with Kojima and Zango, saying that they have 100 people working on the game yeah. but most of them are outsourced. So they're not okay. technically part of the studio. Um, yeah, and it started to get really bad. Uh, they noticed that he had played a game that's not even available on PSN of a character, I think he's called like the Siren Man on the cover of it. And the Siren Man was a character that Jinji Ito, the manga artist um, that does a whole bunch of crazy horror shit. uh, Mm. He talked about it in a video where he was interviewed where he admitted that he's working on Silent Hill with Hideo Kojima. So then it's like, oh, there's another coincidence picture. There's a game that doesn't exist that somehow he Mm. has played on PSN of Siren Head that Jinji Ito was talking about. Um, and then here comes Konami again. By the way, in a can I add to that? Move. Yeah. Before
0: you that, um, that could have been abandoned test because um, you can give code names to games that you're playing without having them visibly appear. Uh, I remember I one of the old games I was in beta test for. Uh, people kept sending me messages because I was playing a game called A Girl with a Stick. Um, which if you looked at what I was playing on my on my play history, it was called a girl with a stick, but it was actually um Resistance Free closed alpha test that wasn't announced, or was it Resistance Two? Either way, it was an old Resistance code name before the the product was actually announced. But because the game hadn't been announced yet, it was called Girl with a Stick. I still have my girl with a stick save file. I think on on my on the cloud. Oh yeah,
1: that's awesome. Girl with a stick. That would have been a great game. <laughs> I'm sure that was, that was the the pitch for Mario. They're like, "What's the pitch for this game? It's a dude jumping. Go for it. Hat <laughs> with a jump. Pitch. Dude jumping." <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Um, where was I? Um, yeah, Konami then, again, in a coincidental move, announced, while this is all going on, that they're bringing brand new Silent Hill merchandise that's coming out. Yeah. So again, people are like, okay, Konami is gearing up. This is definitely Silent Hill. And then people went in and uh, researched uh, through Google Translate, uh Studios Hassan's last name in Turkish translates to Hideo. <laughs> like his <laughs> translation of it is Hideo And people are just losing their shit, you know? Um eh. it, it's all true, it's all this Kojima's was purposely not responding because he knows the jig is up and all that. Um even Hassam's in the video, he's doing these facial expressions as he's talking that people have looked at Hideo Kojima's facial expressions in announcements, and they're like, look, it's the same exact facial expression. I'm like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Like, where are people getting this shit? It's a crazy rabbit hole that people are digging into that they just refuse to believe that this is not Silent Hill. Like, this has to be Hideo Kojima and Silent Hill. And the game that you just referenced, Ben, that he's been playing yeah. is called Telling Lies. <laughs> so, of course, again, he's playing a game called Telling Lies. That means he's lying right. to us. And yeah. it's the, the, the director of Telling Lies is the guy who directed Silent Hill Shattered Memories, uh, which was, I think, the PS2 uh, remake of the first game. Um, but yeah. it was very different. Um, so, again, all these things, I can see why people are going crazy because there are a lot of things that are just connecting. The threads are yeah. there everywhere, but it's also one of those things where we see what we want to see. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. And we hear what we want to hear. And I think this is exactly what's going on here. Um, you said like the CG, if he's CG, he that's insane amount of CG. that is fantastic. CG. Um, is he an actor? And this is the problem. I blame a lot of this on Kojima himself. Because Kojima has done this twice. Not once, but twice. Yeah. That he's fake people. He did it with Melgar Solid 5. He created a fake studio, Moby Dick Studios. Yeah. He gave them all this back history and he even hired an actor to do interviews about yeah, the studio Joe Kim, Right. the gave. What? Joe Kim? Yeah, it was something weird that people found out as an anagram for Kojima, his last name. Um, Yeah, Joe Kim. And, and of course, he did it again with PT. You know? know, They released some test demo of whatever the hell it was. Uh, Somebody beat that demo on accident (laughs) before it was supposed to be revealed what the game was, and they had no choice but to announce it, that it was going to be the next Silent Hill. Because somebody accidentally beat it because they, Kojima thought it was going to take like three or four months for people to actually finish it. And he even assumed that people were just going to give up because there was no ending to it. Mm. And even now, people still don't know how to finish it. Like you just get lucky. That, that's literally what it is. It's RNG if you finish that demo. Um,
0: By the way, I always knew that Hideki Kojima was going to make a horror game because I was at that Eurogamer conference years ago. Um, and he talked about how he wanted to do one, and how he actually was in like a test period for it. Um, but he's like, they had, they, what was it? How did describe it? They hired out like a van, you know, like a minivan sort of thing, yeah. um, where people were able to go in and play this closed horror game that wasn't announced yet. Um, but he wasn't, go- he wasn't playing himself because he he made it too scary for himself. Nice, because he, he doesn't. He, yeah. he wanted to make a horror game, but he doesn't like horror games. If I'm right what he said, yeah, yeah. So he couldn't actually play his own horror game. He said that's why he wanted to do one, because if he wanted, he, he wanted to make something so scary that he himself couldn't do it, and he thought that would make it good.
1: Hmm. So yeah, I... It sucks, like, if this is a real game from an indie developer called Blue Box Studios, yeah. um, it sucks for them. Because if they are not purposely trying to make these coincidences and people are just finding them, I feel bad for them. Because, obviously, when this game is officially revealed what it is, um, and it's not Kojima, people are gonna shit on them so bad. And... Mm-hmm. That is not right for them. No, that's really messed up because that none of it is their fault. You know, it's as have people...
0: said, there's been a way too many coincidences recently. And as mm-hmm. I was saying, I feel like the first year might have been a mistake. You know, just world time coincidences. But I feel like right now it's they're, they're using it a bit. I think they are using it now. Now that people have started to, like, I think. I get think
1: the biggest mistake was the title. Starts with an S, ends with an L. Yeah. Um, I think that one was on purpose <laughs> yeah. and I think I don't think they realize the shitstorm that they're going to bring down on themselves <laughs> yeah. Um, and obviously something would have massively have to happen for Konami to allow Kojima to work on a Silent Hill game um, yeah. some side of some sort of reconciliation or something like that maybe yeah. Sony had to step in as a third party and get this to happen if this is a Silent Hill game from Kojima, um, Kojima has said that his next game is going to be a horror game. Yeah, He said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, again, like I said, a lot of coincidences, a lot of things, a lot of threads that connect perfectly. But when it's revealed, sorry, when and if it's revealed that it's not Silent yeah. Hill, a lot of people are going to be very angry.
0: Um, New game by Blue Box Mount, Blue Box Games,
1: Quiet <laughs> Mountains. And the thing Blue is,
3: to get out now. They I can tell you, you right now, get out now,
1: If the game comes out and it's actually really good, yeah, it's going to get some of the lowest scores on Metacritic.
0: Yeah, it, yeah. yeah.
1: Just because people are going to be pissed off,
0: and people are going to slam mm-hmm. the user reviews as well. Mm-hmm.
1: And the user I'm sorry, reviews like, will be mm-hmm. worthless. Maybe maybe Bootbox is to blame a little bit from the marketing perspective of how they're handling things, but he's doing everything right now to tell people that he's not Kojima, this isn't a Kojima game, you know. He's done videos now. He's finally revealed himself in person. He's even had one of the third-party studios that's working on the game do a video as well. They released it, and this is a, a real-life studio. I don't remember that. I think it's like du- Duak, Duik, or something like that. And you can go on their website. You can see all the games they've worked on. They've worked on uh, Uncharted 4, The Last of Us, Assassin's Creed. It's an outsourcing studio for art. Yeah. They've worked on a lot of massive projects. So clearly this is a real studio that's working on this game. Um, but, yeah. And another one of the big coincidences, again, came from the Death Stranding, the Director's Cut trailer where um, Norman Reedus's character has a flag on his clothing that's the Dutch flag from the Netherlands. Um, and the studio, Blue Box Studio, is located in the Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Again! Not,
0: I will go visit them for next episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Coincidence? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um, if it is, Kojima uh, then the jig is up, and he's doing everything he can to just try to keep the, the facade going. Um,
2: yeah.
1: But, to me, I think a lot of the blame goes to Kojima for this. Because he did it twice, and now obviously people don't believe anything they see. It's a conspiracy. It's <laughs> his crazy shit that he does, which pisses me off, personally. Um, Because nobody's going to blame Kojima when this is not Silent Hill. But they're going to blame everybody else. Why not blame the guy you think that is making the game? Who's tricking you? So, yeah, I personally don't think this is Silent Hill. I'm 80% sure it's not Silent Hill.
3: (laughs) I don't really have much to say on this because I really follow this. But hearing you, Ben, and Gary explain it, mostly Gary explaining in detail, my brain hurts. (laughs) <laughs> like, my, because this, this is going all over the place with, with the trailer and, and the name and Kojima. And, all, I like, like, really, I'm starting to feel like I'm getting a headache. And, honestly, if it's not like, I want it to be Silent Hill because I've been saying this for a long time, from back in the day with the rumors early in this year, like, oh, Silent Hill's game is coming. And I want Silent Hill because it's been forever. But with this, I don't know what to believe. What I saw, I don't know what, what I believe, what I saw, or what I heard. So right now, I do not care. If it's Silent Hill, that's great. If it's not Silent Hill, I'm not going to be those people that laugh like, like, oh, oh, why is it not? I honestly I, I do not care because it's taking forever Silent Hill to come out anyway. So if it is, great, happy, can't wait to play. If it's not, I'm going to move on because this, this is too much. You Gary, explaining this was already too much. Like, you went so detailed. With this is like, what is Gary talking about? Like, he's focusing on this thing and then he stresses. And this thing was like, I'm trying to keep up, and like, I'm completely lost and my brain hurts. So, that's all I got to say on this.
1: Sorry about that.
3: It, it's <laughs> all right because you, you have to explain it because this was a lot. Like, you, what you said, it's this is a lot. I feel like I'm in the matrix. <laughs>
0: But yeah, no, I... Anything anyone else wants
1: to say? Yeah, all all I want to say last is uh, I I firmly believe there is a Silent Hill game in development. I don't know from who, by who, as far as last I heard, it was going to be a PlayStation 5 exclusive. Um, and that Sony was working on it themselves. Um... But if is this that game? I don't think it is that game. If if it's gonna be Silent Hill, they're not gonna give it to an indie studio to do. Um, especially Konami, they won't give a massive franchise like that to an indie studio to do. So, mm-hmm. I I don't think this is Silent you say
0: Hill. that, but um, <laughs> the indie studio will charge less money, probably so. <laughs> make it! But only on a budget
1: of a sandwich. <laughs> and Make it free to play and then put in microtransactions so we make all the money.
0: <laughs> oh, you get to summon on...
2: Oh my god, I pulled a premier head. Oh.
1: And if it is Silent Hill, I still don't think Kojima has anything to do with it.
2: I don't think he has anything to do with it at all, really. Because
0: he's busy with the Xbox game, isn't he?
1: Um, I think so. Yeah. yeah, that game is weird. From, from what I know about that game is um, Sony turned it down because it's episodic. Sony doesn't want an yeah. episodic game. Um, but apparently Microsoft wants it. I don't um, know if they want the game. I think they just want Kojima to make an exclusive game for them.
0: No, um, Google wanted it originally.
1: Google yes, it was,
0: was going to get it. Stadia, yes. yeah, and then Stadia turned it down. Well, PlayStation turned it down because Death Stranding didn't perform. Yeah, you because know, the budget of it what it cost and how much it sold it didn't perform how they wanted it to. Mm-hmm. So he went to Google Stadia. Stadia said no because Stadia is 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 weird.
1: Um, <laughs> well, well, I don't think it's because they're weird because it was supposed to be a Google published game, right? A Stadia yeah. published yeah, which they game. Got rid of. And, yeah, and they announced they're not publishing games anymore <laughs> for their own platform. This is like the Vita. Sony stopped working on the Vita and it went under. So.
0: And then Microsoft's like, what's that? You want a cloud-based system and also it's Kojima. Here is money. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, so that that's most Microsoft definitely. Microsoft now goes bankrupt because so.
0: Kojima.
1: <laughs> I think Microsoft is just happy to get a prominent Japanese developer making an exclusive yeah. game on their system. Oh, so.
0: But Kojima, I love him, but the idea of Kojima getting unlimited funds and unlimited direction—that game when it comes out, is going to be the most expensive game ever made, and it's also going to make no sense.
1: It's not going to be Halo 5. Or Halo Infinite price, dude.
0: <laughs> but I, I think it will for the time. If you understand what I mean, it won't take as long as Halo Infinite did to be made. So it's probably going to cost it more, but not as more, if you understand what I mean. Yeah. Because Halo Infinite doesn't really have... Famous actors and actresses, does it? Van Bradley?
1: No, I have no idea.
0: Kojima will try and get... Kojima's going to go Star Citizen on this.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. So it's never going to come out.
2: Uh. (laughs) Uh. Uh.
1: Yeah, the thing is, Kojima, obviously, he wants to make a game using a cloud-based system and all that. That's cool and all, but again, it's gonna be interesting to see because every time kojima's had his hands on some brand new unique technology it hasn't always worked out for him he did um what's it called the fucking vampire game on the game boy advance um where you actually had to go outside to kill the vampires you had trapped in the coffin you got to drag the coffin outside and go into the sunlight (laughs) in real life and open the coffin to kill the vampires. I don't remember what the game was called now, but if you remember the Game Boy Advance, you couldn't see shit in the sunlight. No, (laughs) you (laughs) couldn't. It's like, how the hell am I supposed to do that? I can't see nothing. (laughs) Uh,
2: Oh, we'll see.
0: I knew that topic would last a while, because Haide Kojima. Um... Oh, a company that I enjoy the games from. Guerrilla Games supposedly has a title since 2018 in development. Um, Which I'm not shocked because they have multiple studios. Guerrilla Games.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. Um,
0: um, Supposedly it's been in development for three years. I'm hoping it's a Killzone game, but I doubt it. Um, Yeah. Alfonso?
3: I'll with the Killzone game too. If not, maybe another shooter. Because I, I enjoy the Killzone franchise. And the, the shooter mechanics in Killzone was good. So if it's not Killzone, maybe another shooter that resembles the mechanics of Killzone.
2: Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Gary?
1: You said they're working on a multiplayer shooter?
0: No, just the unannounced game. Oh,
1: an unannounced game. Since um,
0: 2018.
1: Yeah, I don't think... So it's, there was it's rumors
0: going. of a shooter that they've been working on.
1: hmm So... Um... If it is a shooter, um... I would like a new Killzone with you guys. Uh, I didn't think Shadowfall... Shadowfall was really that great, though. Um... I don't think they had the real heart in, in Shadowfall like they did in Kills on 2 and 3. Um, uh-huh. But like, I'll take a Kills on. That'll be fine with me. I'll take a remake of the first Kills on, like a full on PS5 remake of the first Kills on would be great. But um, I think it's a brand new IP, in all honesty. Um, but if it's not, I'll take Siphon Filter. Just saying. <laughs> That'd
2: be yeah,
0: cool. yeah. Oh, I haven't played a Cypher Fighters since the PS One days, oh, and even the then, one I only played
1: PSP the first game one. they made was. Well, no, they they ported the PSP. The PSP games were amazing. Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Mega Strain wasn't it on PSP? I think.
1: Yeah, it was like the the multiplayer co op one. That one was garbage. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no. No. The, I will say that if they're going to do a new Killzone or anything like Killzone, I loved Killzone's story, but can I get the story in-game, please? <laughs> because unless you re- went to the website and looked up the story, you didn't really learn all the backstory about everything.
1: Like how the Hellgasts are actually the good guys?
0: <laughs> yeah, how the Hellgasts are the good guys and we're the bad guys.
1: Yeah. The ISA were the bad guys. Those yeah. fucking
0: yeah, people it, didn't know it, that
1: because they... Yeah, the ISA invaded their home world first. Yeah. And ISA invaded in- their
0: home world. We pushed them onto a different planet. That planet was toxic, hence why they wear masks. Mm-hmm. And then we then started to attack their new world that we put on, right?
1: No, 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 no. So the ISA invaded the Hellgast world, forced yeah. them to go to this toxic planet, which forced them to wear those masks and stuff. Yeah. And then the Hellgast built this armada to take back their home world. <laughs> That yeah. was the the setting for the first kill zone was the Hellgas invading the planet of the ISA planet. Yeah,
2: which was their <laughs> planet.
1: But yeah, I thought ISA is also tried
0: planet. to attack their toxic planet as well once they found it had resources.
1: Uh no, that all happened in three when they decided to push back after two. Oh, the oh and yeah, they, that was yeah, it, yeah. In in three is when they attacked Helga. Yeah. 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 yeah, the
0: planet, we just forced them on anyway. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> so we've been playing the bad guys the whole time in that game. There you go, people. Yeah. If you didn't know the history of Killzone, the Hellgas yeah. were were peaceful people that got invaded.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then they were forced to live in toxic fumes, and they got a little bit mad because I would too.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: but you wouldn't know this unless you went to their website. <laughs> <laughs>
3: right. Yep.
0: Which makes sense in a way, because the whole game was propaganda for the ISA. Um, You know, victory is written by the winners and so forth. But still, I wish we'd heard yeah. more the other side. You know.
1: Um, It'd be great if they made a prequel of the ISA invading Helghan Or the, their original planet. Yeah. And, well, we, you know, you're we, yeah. trying to survive and stuff. Yeah, But
0: then you go, whole Halo, Halo Reach. I couldn't... I could I, Halo Reach I like Halo, I don't mind Halo games, but I couldn't play Halo Reach because the plot with that was the fact that everyone died and then you play the people that are fighting there. I'm like Well everyone died. <laughs> Why am I playing this game? I know that in in twelve hours that everyone is dead.
1: The same reason you watch Rogue One, man.
0: I haven't watched oh, Rogue oh, One.
1: Well you should, <laughs> it's great
0: because everyone <laughs> dies. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I, knew, I knew that plot before it even came out. It's like, uh, I don't like things like that where you, I don't mind, it's, oh, yeah, I know stories before I play anyway, but I hate when I know the fact that what I'm playing is pointless, if you understand what I mean. Yeah, I don't need a good ending or a bad ending. Yeah, I don't need a good ending, but I want it to, to actually feel like something because. There's, there's, something has happened from my experience. Not this is over now. Well yay! Now we <laughs> fight God, just like every well, RPG.
1: Well, that's the problem with every prequel, in my opinion. Is yeah, you have to tell a story, and if certain characters survive, you'll be like, "Well, how come they haven't appeared in in the f- movies yeah. since then?" <laughs> you know. And
0: then you also know that if there's certain characters in that that's not in the movies, they're dead, probably. So you're like, "Well, I can't get used to you know connecting to you. you don't exist later."
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's always obviously been a problem with prequels, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, that's why they're yeah. so hard to do.: That's why I think Rogue One did it well, because:
2: Yeah. Go check out Rogue One on Disney Plus, probably.
1: Oh yeah, it's on there.
0: Sweet. I don't know. I've just been watching My Name is L recently on Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, talking about more first-party studios though. Ratchet and Clank's uh, part de- uh, Rift Apart developers staffing up for a PS5 multiplayer project. Um, they're looking for a creative director, system designer, multiplayer story lead, art director, and... Um, uh, VFX, yeah, voice, that no. virtual effects artist. Um, I'm hoping it means that we're going to get co-op in Spider-Man 2. That would be nice.
1: I think that's the logical thing. I don't think, unless it's Sunset Overdrive 2 and they're looking at multiplayer in like that. Yeah.
0: Oh, Ratchet
2: & Clank was... s- sequel.
1: Yeah, I don't think they'll start with the Ratchet & Clank sequel that fast, though, like, what do we have? We've had one Ratchet and Clank, a generation now.
0: <laughs> yeah, but
2: we had remember, a lot
1: of them on the PS3.
0: Remember, we had the all for one, where it was a four-player Ratchet and Clank multiplayer game.
1: Yeah, that was the only multiplayer one they did. Yeah, um, but, yeah, but since then, like, we by the way, the, if you play Rift Apart, um,
0: you can actually see a cabinet of that in Zerky's.
3: Nice.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't want to spoil the end of Rift Apart, but I won't be surprised yeah. if we if it's if we don't see multiplayer eventually, one day.
2: It's, especially from Rift Apart, where it felt weird that
0: you were switching between Rivet and Ratchet all the time because you know I can see a co op with Rivet and Ratchet coming in the future.
1: But I want a unique co op experience where they're both playing at the same time in their alternate realities. Oh, that'd be cool. I don't want them on the same screen. <laughs> That's what I want. I think that'd be cool.
2: Uh, Alfonso? You can
1: open a portal and see the other person playing, you know? I think that'd be cool. Personal.
2: What do you think, Alfonso? Maybe.
3: Um, I I hope it's co-op for Spider-Man too because now you know we both have the both environments in New York. It it just makes sense because I I I enjoy Miles Morales, but I hope he has a bigger role than he did in his own game. So, um, but yeah, his his villain was okay, but I would like to see him tackle. Spider-Man's villains more. So, hopefully it is that it would be nice to see multiplayer in another Ratchet game. Because, all for one, I did play it, but I didn't really care for it. Um, I agree, Ben, something could happen based on what you said in yeah. the end of Rift Apart. Yes. Something could happen there. It They, they kind of hinted at it towards that ending. Okay. But, um, yes, it's either... Yes, I want Ratchet, but since we just got Ratchet and that just came out, I, I rather Spider-Man than Ratchet, but, yeah. Yeah,
1: I, I think it's Spider-Man as well, but, like I said, it could also be Sunset Overdrive. I wouldn't be surprised.
3: Yeah, yeah, it could be that too, yeah. True.
1: Well, especially if we're supposed
0: to get a remake of the first one.
3: Mm. Or a mm-hmm.
1: remaster.
2: Yeah. Talking about remakes.
0: <laughs> Final Fantasy 7 remake. Um, the co-director says that future parts might not be exactly the same as the original. And I bet people are really sorry about that because people like to do that for some reason, even though it's a remake, not a remaster. Remaster would be that they follow the storyline completely. <laughs> a remake means that they're remaking the game and it might not exactly no. be the original game. It's inspired by the original game it'll probably follow the key plot lines of the original game but doesn't mean that just because it starts in the same part in a and it ends in the same part at f doesn't mean b c d e uh exactly going to be the exact same things as the original now i know a lot of people complain that they want the original but i've been able to play the original over like two decades on different systems And it's one of my favorite RPGs, with Final Fantasy IX only being slightly higher. I'm happy with them remaking it with the story in the same universe, because I like the universe. And I like the characters, so to me this is nice. But to some people, they might not like this. Like Gary, probably. (laughs) Hey, how did you know?
2: Oh yeah, if you want me to keep going. Um yeah. Um yeah. That was my cool segue.
1: Where to start with this? Um obviously once you finished the part one, I think this was a given. Um like an absolute given. And I'm fine with changing certain things or adding certain things, but I personally feel like there are some plot points. That should always remain, um obviously, like the way part what... one remake ended, I think was way too drastically different. Um, but for the most part, it kind of remained the same, story wise, um, which I was pleased with. You know, we got more scenes with th- secondary and third third characters, which was great. Um, But obviously, the end was a massive departure from where Final Fantasy VII story-wise ended at that point. Um, And once people saw that ending, I think they should have been expecting this. Um, I was hoping that since somebody else is directing the second one, that it wouldn't get this drastic of changes, whatever they're going to be. but obviously, it's going to happen now. Um, obviously, I've said there are some points that need to remain. I think what happened in Niflheim needs to remain exactly how it was yeah. because it's such a As pivotal said, they point They should of that keep story. the key
0: points of the story.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's they should keep
0: key points. But I, I, you know, in between those key points, I feel like they can do whatever they want. Like Fort Condor was pretty cool in the original in a way, but a lot of people would have skipped that because you had to do it once, and then everything else was optional. You know, mm-hmm. it, and unless you went, you knew to go back, Your chances are you missed all that content. Now, if they scrap Fort Condor how it was in the original, but continue how it was in y- Yuffie DLC, that's a change I like. I like the Yuffie DLC Fort Condor. I'd love to see mm-hmm. that expanded and have that be... You don't have as yeah, there was quite a lot of people. Not a lot, but there was quite a, a amount of selection in the UV DLC in in the town to play Fort Condor with. And I understand they can't they might not be able to do that with every town. But maybe have at least two or three people in each town that are a fan of it. And then maybe have the gold saucer have a, a whole Fort Condor style area. Because I feel like that would be a great expansion of the Gold Saucer by having that. And I'd also love it in Fantasy 14. The, the game where you can play the free trial up to level 60 in heaven <laughs> <Damn it, dude>.
1: squad <laughs> <laughs> so yeah Tifa anyway. yeah. I think needs to remain the same simply also because we find out that Tifa has so much more history with Sephiroth than obviously what we know from the first game um, I think it's important to keep that in this one as well yeah. Obviously, the biggest point is spoilers, and I don't care if the game's been out since '97. Um, Aerith's yeah. Arith, death, yeah, you know, they have to keep it. If they don't keep it, like to me, that is a change that to me is going to be just as bad as I'm sorry to say Zag being alive at the end of Remake,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. because
1: Zag's death. Had such a pivotal moment in Erith's life, and obviously Cloud's life, because he takes on his yes. personality.
3: It may call who he is today.
1: Yeah, if he's alive, like where is he going to fit into the story now? Where has he been this whole time? Um, obviously, those are questions they'll have to answer. Um, the, the, the theories and the theory that I have going around myself is we're experiencing an alternate reality. Yeah. Of this remake rather than the original. This is why Sephiroth is there.
0: Well
2: people pointed it out. Now why you but, fight right, Sephiroth. And
1: how he knows. I
0: don't yeah. think Zack is in the main timeline. I really don't think he is. And I have my theory on how. It, how it's going to go eventually. Um, I feel like. As the main characters follow the original plot of Seven ish. Yeah, you know, with deviations because of what happened with the timeline in, in part one, mm-hmm. that Zach is also going to be following the, his own individual timeline where it's parallel to us. So mm-hmm. some of the stuff that we do somehow Zach is going to be doing as well with a different type of different group, a different parallel universe of our group. Um And I feel, because I don't know if you remember spoilers for the end of seven, but remember you had to split your party up to beat Sephiroth at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if the spoilers, they, they somehow find a way to communicate between the two parallel universes with some bullshit, like do it, do sex machina. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe because of all the fuckery between the two um, universes, it causes them to get really close, you know? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, and then maybe the final boss is just going to be ha- having Zack's team, which is when you'll play as Zack, maybe. And Cloud's team having to fight Sephiroth at the same time in both dimensions to kill him.
1: It's possible. But again, to me, yeah. just Zack being yeah. alive, whether it's one timeline or, or a different one, is a massive, yeah. massive change. Um, obviously yeah. we, the Avalanche members are alive, we'll see how they fit in some of them at least, we didn't see all of them yeah. um, we don't know if Jesse's survived or not um,
0: Again,
2: I I'm going like,
1: to assume out of this that she did
0: <laughs> I don't know if she survived, but I feel like my parallel universe thing will be that somehow she slipped into our universe and the different Jesse is going to be in ours but she'll be, you know, when we go to the gold is when we sh- we'll find her
1: Maybe, maybe. Obviously, the, the big points here are that Sephiroth, at the end, seemingly knows his fate, and he so kind of Arith, hints at
0: it. Supposedly,
1: yeah. And Aerith is leading them towards this, like she knows everything that's happening, yeah. but she's just not telling them. Um, mm-hmm. So it might be her trying to, I guess, restore the timeline. Maybe Sephiroth broke free of the timeline somehow. I don't know. Nomura does crazy and stupid shit sometimes Um, obviously the biggest one is bringing the Sephiroth back and having children but that's a whole different story for me (laughs) Um, well we know
0: that the only way to kill Sephiroth really is to kill Cloud
1: I guess (laughs) because
0: Cloud is basically Sephiroth's crocs. so we'll
1: see We'll see what they do with Part 2. Obviously, we'll see how far they go in Part 2, where it's going to end, how much we will see. Are we going to see more Zack and what happened to him? All this stuff we'll find out.
0: I feel Um, like it's going to go up to Rocket Town.
1: I think it's going to go up... Well, I'm trying to remember the timeline now. Um, Do we... Are we... How far into it before we, we can recruit... Oh, uh, Vincent.
0: That's really far into the game.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah. Sid is before Vincent, though, huh?
0: Yeah. Sid is before okay. Vincent, if I'm right. That's why I expect it to go up to Sid, because that way we'll have what. Um,
2: got the characters now. Um,
0: you'll have you feel. Mm-hmm. Yuffie and Sid as the new characters in part 2 with Red 13 being playable hopefully
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then part 3 would be Kate Sif and Vincent
1: you think they'll hold off on Kate Sith until that that long
0: well Kate Sif is tied with the go- later on isn't he with the materia so
1: I actually wouldn't even be surprised if they don't make him playable at all Well, yeah, he might be. And instead, if it's not an alternate timeline, if Zag joins the party instead, if he is still alive, maybe. And you find him. I wouldn't be opposed to not playing as Kate Sith. I hated that character. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But you wanted Vincent. (laughs) I think a lot of people care about Vincent more than I do, just because they like the look of his character. He has no personality. The, Let's face that. The
0: reason why I say it is Sid and Yuffie is because Yuffie is playable in the demo, it well the yeah. the, the DLC, yeah. And then yeah. Sofon is basically Sid's animations, but not Sid.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Sidfon, basically. So they can use they can use that as a, a Sid's character. Yeah, they'll add some new stuff as well. You know, there'll be some new things that Sofon doesn't do, and there'll be a new model, of course, because it's not Sid. But I feel like he would. I've said this a, a load of times. But I feel like he was the design template because they can't add to it yet because it wouldn't make sense with the story. But by getting him, the AI done for it, that means that some of the basic stuff is done already for when they add him.
1: Well, you say well, it won't make sense with the story, but the story's kind of all over the place right now. They can do whatever they want.
0: Yeah, yeah they can do whatever <laughs> they want. But it would still be weird if Sid was just in Midgar. <laughs> so, when he hates Midgar because of what happened. In yeah, the original. yeah. So. Yeah, he should be in his house beating. <laughs> uh, I, I, hate, I hate that character. I, I like the character, but I also hate him. I really hope I they like change him. some of him. Some of his personality like traits need to be changed, though. Uh.
1: I think he was perfect.
0: <laughs> uh, he was he, be- so he better be a smoker.
1: Oh, you're pissed if he's not a smoker. No, no,
0: yeah, I don't mind the smoker part, but it's the other part that I I didn't like. I'm not a big fan of domestic abuse, okay? (laughs) (laughs) So,
1: can we not have that part? I'm sure they'll change it.
2: They better. (laughs) Hmm? Uh. Anyway, anyone else got any thoughts on that?
3: I'm all for change. Um, I agree with Gary that they do need to keep the main points, the the serious points, because if you change too much, then it won't feel like Final Fantasy VII. Um, I'm glad it's a remake than a remaster, because this game is, what, 24 years old? And me personally, if it was a remaster, I can't see myself spending $70 to whatever how much the collected edition will cause just to play updated graphics. Because it's the same thing. So, I'm off on the remake. I just hope they don't change too much. That's so, all like, I got to say on that.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Like I said, if you were not expecting changes after finishing part one, you're playing the wrong game. <laughs> it was kind of a given after that.
2: Um now
0: another thing was that there is going to be what is it? They talked about the multiplayer in Dying Light 2 where because we found out that Dying Light 2 has story choices, um, but they've said that the host if you're playing online, the host stories host choices won't affect your solo campaign when it's a key choice. Which is good, because that way you can play through it online and then play it yourself offline. Um, Gary, would you play Daylight 2 with friends?
1: Uh, If I plan on buying it, yeah, I would. I loved co-op in the first one. Me and Chris had a blast in that game.
3: Yeah. Alfonso? Yeah, it depends. If I decide to buy it as well, like Gary, because it did the, like this, the way this thing was delayed so many times is like I just lost interest.
0: It's December now, right? I think.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Good. Uh
0: there's way too many games in the, the year now that I want. <laughs> Mainly Final Fantasy fourteen, but still. <laughs> um and also on that one of the last topic is EA is tea has teased uh, some remasters, hasn't it, for its July show?
1: Well, they teased that they, well, I won't say they teased, but yeah, people have said that, yeah, um, a beloved franchise is coming back. Somebody, Motive Studios is working on a beloved EA IP.
0: You know, let me go back. I want to go look at some EA games. Gary, talk for a second.
1: Oh, um, uh, dead space. I'm just gonna stop there.
0: <laughs> oh, but I was gonna joke and say maybe it's <laughs> micro machines.
1: Well, I'll take a new micro machines. That <laughs> shit was awesome, dude. <laughs> Populous.
3: Um... I'm I'm pretty sure it's dead space, but if it's not dead space, I want bad company too. Matter of fact, I want bad company one and two.
1: I I, so I, not I a want. The dead IP is still going, dude. That's not beloved.
3: Yes, it is. I what are want... you talking about? <laughs> you
1: know what? Actually, I
2: want Death Jam.
1: Death Jam is a strong possibility. Uh, they, it has been confirmed that it's not Mirror's Edge. So don't look forward to that one. Um,
0: they said beloved IP.
1: Well, people loved the first one, and they got the second one, and then they, they hated it after that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, so out of all these it's either gonna be well, we all know what it really is, probably, but you know just for entertainment it's it's gonna be road rash bejeweled or um operation flashpoint, all our favorite uh, beloved games
1: or spo <laughs> it could be it could be American McGee's Alice. That's kind of beloved by a lot of people. Yeah. Um, they could be remaking Dragon Age Origins and Dragon Age Two. Oh, um, <laughs> it's a very possibility. <laughs> um, it is a very much beloved franchise. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of confident it's it's Dead Space. So. Well, I'm looking up EA
0: games, and one of them is called Jane's Combat Simulations from 1995. James Combat Simulation Fleet Command James Combat Simulations AH64D Longbow Flashpoint Korea which came out on the MS-DOS in 1996 (laughs) We need more James Combat Simulators
1: Yeah, an established IP revival which will make fans very happy That's basically the only thing they'll make EA fans happy. No, Dragon Age. Well, well, yeah, Dragon Age. And yeah. I like, with Alfonso, I would agree, a uh, uh, remake of Bad Company 2. Yes. I mean, yes. I say remake, but really, I just want them to port it because I don't want them to use the new shitty fucking Battlefield code yeah. I want the original yeah. fucking code of Bad Company 2, which was perfect. Yep. <laughs> yep. That they have not been able to replicate since give <laughs> me that
0: okay so that's all I picked up story wise is there anything else anyone talks about
1: uh yeah there's some more stuff here quickly Ben um the brand new game uh, from Haven Studios that is obviously working with PlayStation um they are apparently working on a PlayStation IP that will feature multiplayer and live services. This is the studio being head by I believe it's Jade Raymond. Uh, yeah. Who obviously worked at Stadia and then they went under in their games division. Division. So she started her own studio and they are working with Sony. On uh, an exclusive... How long until it gets cancelled? Yeah. <laughs> I feel
0: bad for it Every product she's made recently gets cancelled eventually.
1: Yeah, but this is Sony, and hopefully, they're not going to be assholes like that. Uh, especially since they are working on an established IP with multiplayer and
3: live service. That's what kills me the live service. No. <laughs> no. What can I'm you be Existing <laughs> IP. Ah. Live IP service, with existing multiplayer? IP. PlayStation All-Stars.
2: <laughs>
1: huh. You think it's PlayStation All-Stars?
2: I hope. If it is, I will accept that.
0: Because technically, fighting games can be considered live service because of all the characters you get over time added on. Yeah. Yeah. At least to me yeah. anyway, I don't think it is considered a live service, but to me to me anything is a game that with a constant it's like people are gonna hate me for saying this, but I consider Final Fantasy fourteen, World of Warcraft, anything like that as a live service because they the server's are live, and they constantly feed you content over time that makes you want to go back and play. That's a live service.
2: Yeah. Mm hmm. So
0: Send us emails on how you hate the fact that I call Final Fantasy 14 on live service. Uh, Ben.ShilbertHall at PSU.com <laughs> <laughs> uh, You know, Ben, I'm going
1: to go with a shooter that is like All-Stars except it's PlayStation All-Star shooters. Um, more like Overwatch using PlayStation yeah. characters. Nathan Drake, a Hellgast. I'm seeing Sony doing something like that. And obviously, they're all going to be their own class, just like Overwatch has, but they're going to be PlayStation characters.
0: That'd be cool. I'd buy that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Download that. Mm -hmm. What if it's Mag,
1: actually? Oh, God. (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) The thing is, I, I think Sony. I think Sony is smart enough to know that there's too much games competing in that space. Yeah. Especially with Battlefield, Call of Duty, you know, Halo Infinite coming out with a free to play multiplayer. Um, there's too much there. Unless, you know, I could see Mag, I could see SOCOM, um, <laughs> but is it worth it for them to do that? Um, no. those realistic ones you know i feel like an overwatch type with cartoony characters um, established characters obviously sony has some really established characters um yeah i think something more along those lines would be better for them personally i know you know overwatch and you know apex legends those games they kind of dominate that market right now yeah but with the right people working on it and the right characters and ips I think he can do pretty well. Um, It just depends on what characters they have. I don't see them putting Kratos in there. You know. (laughs) I mean, they could. But he's not really really a long range character. Um,
2: I mean. uh,
0: There are still close range characters in games like Overwatch. And he could have a long range ability where he throws a a spear. Or throws his shield.
1: Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I could see them doing something like that. But, like you, Ben, I can also see them working on maybe a SOCOM. You know, there's been rumors of SOCOM being in development for a while. um, But that's before the studio was even established, so... Yeah. Who knows? Um, Let's see. There was one news that PSU hasn't reported on, but we probably will tomorrow. Um, rumor has it that Sony uh, has acquired or is looking to acquire Arc System Works, the Ooh. creators of Dragon Ball Fighters and Guilty Gear, and Blast Blue. Um, Please don't. <laughs> because okay, man, I want to know why they don't first.
0: Because I like the idea of fighting game being on multiple different platforms. And then with cross-play, play it means a bigger user base than just one platform.
1: Well, Guilty Gear Strive is exclusive console, exclusive to PS5 and PS4. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know. I,
0: uh, I yeah, I, yeah, I love Sony. So technically, I want it to be its own exclusive because of that reason. But at the same time, for someone for a fighting game where it's all about online multiplayer, the idea of having Less people being able to be played in a pool of players because you know you've got Xbox, PC, Switch, yeah, PS5, PS4, all the other Xboxes that exist Xbox One X series S, One One, Two, Two, One, One, Two. You know, I'd rather it be on multiple consoles than just be on PS4 and five.
3: Yeah, that's mm-hmm. just me. No, I agree. Fighting games, sports games, all those types of games, racing games, that's all supposed to be multiplayer, okay? not just not exclusive games. I mean, yes, yeah, you, you can have exclusive games because obviously in, in terms of racing, Microsoft had Forza and and Sony has Gran Turismo, but you also have other racing games. You have Grid, you have Niche Speed, that's also multi-platforms so but my my opinion fighting games should be multi platform games so
1: with crossplay um, yeah obviously if this purchase is real and it does happen and if it has already happened uh this will give um Sony um the license to guilty gear and blast Boo because those are owned by Arc System works that's their licenses mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So those games obviously will be theirs. Um, I I can see this as a power move for Sony. Um, and you might think, like, oh, okay, it's a fighting game. How can it be a power move? Well, the power move comes from the fact that Sony now owns EVO, the fighting tournament, the biggest fighting tournament <coughs> in the world. And if you think about it now, um, if they get Arc System Works, they can essentially have exclusively their own fighting games and mm-hmm. the biggest fighting tournament there is. Um, you have Street Fighter 5, which is already exclusive console, exclusive to PlayStation, um, and that's not going to change. People keep thinking it's going to change. It's not, because Sony helped fund that game. Sony's not going to let Capcom say let's port it. Um, who knows what's going to happen with Street Fighter 6, um, but Street Fighter 5 is very prominent in EVO. Um and pretty much Evo at this point is all guilty or, or is all Arc System Works games. Uh I think like 70% of the games on that show are made by Arc System Works.
0: And plus uh, I'll add to this to your talk about Evo. Uh, mm. well Arc Systems at least. When they fin- yeah, we don't know what game they're making on right now. Yeah, but whenever they finish what game they're making right now, which is supposedly we've heard here of like, wasn't it My Hero? Yes. Fighters?
1: Yeah.
0: They could be like, man, yeah. what anime can we license next? And suddenly so be like, here you go.
1: <laughs> here is everything. There you go. <laughs> um, and you have a good point because now, like, if they are working on a My Hero Academia fighting game, chances are, obviously, that's going to be Bandai Namco producing it um, because they own that license, the video game license at least. Um, that's probably going to be multi platform. But if Arc System works, is owned by Sony, the future games that they make with a license will potentially be PlayStation exclusive. Um, What would hurt Arc System Works if they're not able to work on any more different anime games? Obviously, yes, that would hurt them. Um, And the properties that people probably want to see from them. But if they're still able to and it's from Sony... You're looking at a lot of revenue here from all anime fans. Sony owns the anime world now. They own Funimation. They own Crunchyroll. The two biggest anime streaming services. So I don't see why Sony couldn't go and be like, Hey, you know what? We're going to do anime fighting games now. Because we have a studio that can do it. It's ours. And
0: also they could be it's like, buy our anime games and get anime sub for Crunchyroll and Funimation.
1: Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I see it as, as a power move from Sony because you're going to be, Evo's owned by them, so they're making revenue from there. And all the, well, not all of them, but most of the games featured on Evo are essentially owned by Sony after that. at um, least the studio that made those games is owned by Sony. Uh, who knows future-wise what's going on? Because everybody's trying to get back into the fighting scene. Um, King of Fighters is coming out. You know, King of Fighters used to be very prominent at EVO. And it fell off to other games. Tekken used to be very prominent at EVO. That's kind of fallen off a little bit. Namco wants to bring that back, Namco Bandai. Um, so everybody's trying to get back into the tournament fighting fighting scene. That's why pretty much every fighting game now is designed around terminates. Like You can't just go into a fighting game and be like, Hey, I'm enjoying this fighting game. It's fun. Mortal Kombat is really the only one that you can play right now by yourself and still have fun and a challenge without having to go online. In my opinion, it's the only one. Um, everything else, you have to go online. You have to compete with other people if you just want to play by yourself, Mortal Kombat is the only one you're really going to be able to do that with. Um, So, yeah. To to me, I see this as a very good move for Sony, because you're putting the stranglehold on essentially the fighting genre, because Arc System Works is considered the very best right now when it comes to fighting games, at least 2D fighting games. Um, And getting them is enormous for them. Um... So yeah. Anything else you guys want to add to that?
2: No, I think I've added everything that I want to. No. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, I think that's it for me. There is one more thing I just want to bring up really quickly, though. Um, For those who are fans of the Legend of Heroes games, um, particularly Legend of Heroes Trials of Cold Steel, which are the more recent ones, this just amounts that they're bringing four Legend of Heroes games to the Western market in 2022 and 2023. And the reason I want to bring these up is these are not brand new games. These are old games being remastered for new systems because they originally came out on the PSP and PC in Japan only. Um, And the reason I'm bringing this up is because over the years since they came out, they came out back in like 2010, 2011. Um, fans have been translating these games. It's a studio that these guys created themselves to translate the games into English and so people can play these games on PC. And what's really cool about this announcement is this America and NIS Japan have essentially hired these guys now to officially translate these games into English and release them. Um. So Bravo to them. They've been working for 10 years to translate these games, and now they're going to get paid by Miss America to do it. Officially. Nice. Um, so I honestly thought that was really cool. Um, it's another trilogy, and it's also one spin-off title. Um, check them out, because they're great games, and people will finally be able to play these games in the next two years. So mostly just support the, the, the people who spend 10 years translating these games on their own free time and can finally get paid to translate these games for a major studio. So, I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was a really cool. Yeah, that's pretty them. cool. Sure. A moment for them. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <sighs> I think that's it for me. No worries. Thank you.
0: So, Gary,
1: you got your shout outs and how can they contact you? Shout out to you guys, as always. Thank you for having me on. It's always a blast. I enjoy it. Ben, thank you for having me host last week for a big right. E3 show. Um, there's always so much to talk about with E3, and you just never get to all of it. And most of the time you just forget after the shit that happened because <laughs>
2: it there's just so much life.
1: information. So much information yeah. to consume. Yeah. Um, So if we missed a lot of stuff, sorry. That's my bad. Um, But, yeah, shout out to Ed, Chris, Tim, everybody who listens. Uh, Thank you for listening. I'm going to name Susan Sprinkles. Thanks for listening to us. (laughs) They're the only person. She's the only person I know of by name who actually listens. Um, Yeah. So... (laughs) Obviously, Sprinkles, I'm assuming, is not her real last name, but I like it. <laughs>
3: okay. it. That'd be um, awesome it was.
1: It really would. <laughs> um, so thank you for listening. And again, thanks for all the listeners. As always, uh, please continue to listen and support us. Um, you can reach me on Twitter at Gagalush. That's G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H.
2: Alfonso.
3: Shout out to you guys, like always. It's, it's fun being on. I need this because the the work we are about to have is gonna be shit. I'm, I'm mad that I won't be on next week because of work, which is shit. Because Gary's recommendation, even though I'm only three episodes in, is is good oh, and oh, I, sister, I like, like it. Just like the anime cast. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, shout out to all the listeners, to all the followers, and you can follow me on Twitter at alexchan Seven.
0: Nice. Uh, I'd like to shout out to both Gary and Alfonso. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, shout out to everyone that listens. Hi, Susan. Um, also go check out Soundbites, um, the Snack Size podcast. We're talking about all things snacks with me and Fires from Melstrom Radio. Uh, also, we reached 700 followers on Twitch. So, yay. Thank you to me, Annie, congrats, for that. You helped. Yeah. helped so much. Um, so, until next time, this has been an episode. Goodbye, everyone. Oi.